When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. sure is. Rob Beaver has said his goodbyes. I'm Jimmy Williams in the chair with Paul Hazelby, the former docker, fired up for another edition of Off the Bench. Good morning, Paul Hazelby. Here we go. Here we go. Jimmy Williams in the hot seat. I've been looking forward to this all year and it's now come to fruition. Jimmy, tell us a bit more about yourself. For all the listeners out there, they want to know where Jimmy come from? So I was at Channel 9 for a little bit, and prior to that I was also at 6PR as a producer. Uh, I won an internship out of university, which was awesome. Got to cut my teeth uh, in the 6PR newsroom for a couple of years. Got to go to the football, be on the boundary at Optus Stadium, one of the best gigs in the world, Hayes. It's amazing. And what do you love? What sports do you love? I see today you're wearing the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, jumper. Footy-wise, who do you go for? I, Barrack for St Kilda. Uh, my old man is from Victoria, so when he came over here, um, he followed the club, even though, obviously, West Coast and Fremantle are the two dominant teams. So I was born into that. Obviously, it hasn't been a, um, a great uh, ride for us St Kilda supporters, but uh, the old man, very passionate, loved the football club, and I guess that rubbed off on myself and all my family members. Jeez, it's a big game, isn't it, for the Saints this weekend? They take on Gold Coast. How do you think they're travelling? They were good last year. I predicted them to play finals. This year, oh, jeez, it's been all over the shop, to be honest. You don't know what you're going to get week in, week out, Hayes. Against West Coast, I thought they were absolutely done. They came back and had that miraculous comeback against the Eagles, who were just so flat-footed. And then last week, they obviously got over the Hawthorne Hawks. But, gee, I mean, they're a team that's developing this week against a team such as the Gold Coast Suns, who's got so much great young talent. I don't know how they're going to go. Well, there's been a lot of talk about rivalries, and we've had the Western Derby last week. We've got the showdown this week. What do you think is St Kilda's biggest rival, if they've got one? But in the whole competition of the AFL, who is now the biggest rival teams? Well, for the Saints, I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head who their biggest mm. rival would be. I mean, probably one of the club's out of Melbourne. I mean, they've been in the competition basically since it started. So uh, in terms of a modern rivalry, I suppose you'd have to say maybe Geelong in years gone by where they had that 2009 grand final or maybe even Collingwood with the draw in 2010. So not a massive rival as opposed to where you've got West Coast and Fremantle, Adelaide and Port Adelaide. But I know you've been big on this, Hayes, and I'm big on it too. Bring back the heritage round. I think the Saints might have used to, might used to have played the Western Bulldogs in those funky sort of Guernseys. Bring it back, Hayes. Yeah, I don't mind that. Now, I'm going to give my top three rivalries in the game right now. I'm going to go number one is still Collingwood Essendon. Anzac Day, the big clash, the big crowd, and it's always entertaining, and it doesn't matter really where either team is situated on the ladder. 
Number two, I'm going the Hawks and Geelong. Of course, the grand final that they had and the closeness in a lot of their contests often decided late in games with a kick after the siren. Yeah. We've got the showdown this weekend. I think the showdown is better than the Western Derby. That's a big statement, but it's been closer. I think they're 24-all in their existence as well, and every game they have is quite spiteful, and they're always close. I think the Western Derby, for me, comes in fourth, and it's because of that dominance in recent times by the West Coast Eagles. And I can't see when that's going to finish, given what Fremantle dished up last week. Gee, they were really poor after halftime, Hayes. I was banging on to anybody that would listen last week that Fremantle were going to finally, finally mm. knock off West Coast after halftime. They didn't show up. This is Off the Bench. We'll be back with more in a moment. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Hey, it's been a massive week in football news. Dial, before you dig the essential first step, what have you got first up? I'm going to have a crack at Paddy McCartan. Now, those that don't know Paddy McCartan, former number one pick for the Saints, and he's had a lot of concussions, and he's not currently playing football too often in the AFL because of those concussions. He's actually playing in the VFL with Sydney, and on the weekend in a game against the Geelong Reserves, he punched Aaron Black, off the ball, massively off the ball. Now, this is a guy that's been through so much trauma with his own head issues. And then for him to do that to Aaron Black just wasn't good. And then I didn't like after he issued a really good apology statement. (laughs) Then he actually went to the tribunal and said he was citing low blood sugar as the reason for being more agitated than normal. Paddy, own it. If you do something wrong, own it. Then I want to have another dig at the VFL. He only got five weeks. We must stamp this out of football at all levels. And if the VFL is allowing it, then that is not good. Five weeks should have been turned into eight weeks. That's what the AFL would have given. We see sometimes many cases where there's a late bump on somebody and they're looking at three weeks. This was a deliberate off-the-ball attack on a player which was really dangerous and in a nightclub would get some real potential jail time. That's how bad it was. So smarten up, Paddy. Smarten up the VFL. Let's get serious about protecting the head in sport. He's a very lucky boy. Paddy McCartan, of course, as you said, was the number one draft pick. Played a few games at St Kilda, but he never quite reached the heights that everyone expected him to while he was at the Saints. Hayes, Collingwood Football Club, the Collingwood Football Club, they lost a lot of talent in the offseason. And now Ned Guy, their list manager, has stepped aside or he will step aside at the mid-season draft. I'm going to dig the Collingwood Football Club. They lost Trelaw. They lost Phillips. They lost Jaden Stevenson. And I don't buy into one person getting the blame for this. They, this was a list overhaul that they effectively did in the offseason. Nathan Buckley's under a lot of pressure. So for one guy to take the fall now, for me, it just doesn't make sense. He apparently offered up his resignation after the trade period, and they copped a lot of heat for the decisions they were making. Adam Trelaw, one of the stars of the competition, and there was all of these rumours circulating between uh, in the media about whether or not Nathan Buckley wanted him to stay at the football club or whether or not they wanted him to go. And now, six months later, he's gone, Ned Guy, and Adam Trelaw is playing some great football at the footy at the Bulldogs. It's a big media spin, isn't it, really? If he did offer to resign at that particular stage, the only reason he stays is because Collingwood didn't want to portray a negative image at that particular time. They probably still thought, no, we've got the young kids, and they were confident in their young kids coming through. We'll be okay. We lose Trelaw, but they overshot it. I think they underrated what he 
brought to that team to help out the guys in the middle. They lose one good midfielder in Adams, and all of a sudden that midfield hasn't been the same. But to me, it's not about one guy at list management. <laughs> Pardon the pun there with Ned Guy. <laughs> I think it's a list management committee. There's often four or five that are on that committee, including the footy boss, including the CEO as well, some of the recruiting staff to put it all together. So they would have all ticked off on the big decisions around Brody Grundy, which at the time was staggering. A seven-year deal to a Ruckman. And my view on Ruckman is I don't think they're that dominant in the game of footy. Yes, he gets a few possessions around the ground more than others, but they don't have the same sort of impact as your, st- your class standout midfielders when you talk about Pendlebury and obviously Dangerfield, Fife and Martin. And to pay seven years, $7 million was a lot. Then there's Jordan Degoe, and he's come under some scrutiny this week about uh, being a poor man's Dustin Martin. Well, he's not even close to Dustin Martin, let's be honest. And Lee Matthews got it right when he said he's not even the shoelaces of Dustin Martin. We have overrated him massively, haven't we, as an industry. The media put it out there saying, you know, he's the next Dustin Martin. He's not even anywhere close. And, look, the best they can hope for is a pretty good forward in time if he actually improves his attitude. Out of contract at the end of next year, Jordan Degoe, it's definitely one to watch and wait and see. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. That was The Dig. We'll be back with more of Off The Bench after this break. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hayes, there weren't only big stories in the AFL world this week. There was plenty of news coming out of India. The IPL has been put on hold. But, gee, it's hard to see whether or not it will go ahead with all of the COVID cases coming out of India. Well, it started with two cases, didn't it, that uh, infiltrated the bubble over there in the IPL. And we've been talking about this for a while, that it was risky for them to firstly have the tournament, but then to continue when we were seeing some of the devastation coming out of India. And then, as I said, it got into the bubble. Then it was three teams affected. And then it was our own Mike Hussey who has contracted the virus. Mr. Cricket. I know. Mr. Cricket has been airlifted from Delhi to Chennai by the air ambulance, but it's good to see all the 39 players and officials have got out of India. They now currently are enjoying themselves on the Maldives. Not a bad place. And the BCCI have committed to getting them back to Australia at the right time once we open our international borders for people to return. But I think it should send a message to the IOC. We've got the Olympics coming up later this year in July. We're not far away from that period. And they've had a bit of a dry run recently with a mock event over there, the marathon, to see how it was going to go with athletes coming in to the country. Now, Japan's not as bad as India, but they're not tracking that well themselves with many cases arising every single day. Is it time? I know it's going to cost a lot of money and Japan, unfortunately, is going to have to bear that because it's an expensive exercise not only to bid for the Olympics but also to hold the Olympics, to put on the big special that they normally do see. We're going to have limited crowds, if any. They're not going to be able to cheer. There's not going to be any tourists that can come in and enjoy these Olympic Games. How do you you think this will play out and what would you do if you're in charge of the IOC? Gee, if I was an athlete, I'd be very, very nervous because you've obviously put a lot of work in. You're going, you're planning to go over there, but based on what we've seen in India, should it all go ahead and... Uh, Are they nervous about um, contracting the virus or because they're athletes? We've seen most athletes around the world not have too many issues given that their bodies are healthy enough to get over it or are more nervous that maybe they compete, they get it, then they're out. There's a line ruled through. That would be a devastating case for any athlete. I think they'd be nervous getting COVID-19. I think they'd be 
absolutely spewing if they went over there and they were competing and then they caught it and then all of a sudden their campaign was over. These people have worked so hard to get over there and have a shot at a medal. They'd be absolutely devastated, A, if they caught it, but B, if they had to just stop competing because they caught it in, say, a COVID-safe bubble. You're right, but if this does go ahead, the Australian government will support it. And it's going to be different to the IPL, that let's say there is a breakout within the Olympic Village over there. You'd have to say that our government will send, obviously, the planes over there to bring them straight back. So I think it's going to be a bit different. They're not going to have that scenario where they're waiting in the Maldives for the borders to open up again. But just going back to the IPL, $340 million, they believe, if they call it off at this particular time, they miss out on. And then you look at the costs for the IOC. All the money the IOC makes comes from the bidders and the host cities that obviously bid for these events. And they can't afford to not have the Olympics. But I think at some stage we're going to see some governments, whether it's our own or some other countries, just say, no, we're not prepared to send our athletes there, which as we said before, would be very devastating. So just quickly, the IPL has been postponed. Hayes, do you see it going ahead later on in the year? No, I don't think it can. I think once it's done and dusted, obviously our players aren't going to go back to India, are they, this year? We're going to see the the T20 World Cup be moved to the UAE. So that that's telling me that uh, they're not confident they're going to have cricket played there. And, and neither should they. They, they tried. I commend them for that. But... They failed, and there's just too much at risk here. Let's hope that the people in Tokyo that are organising the Olympics can come up with some kind of method that is a little bit more safer than what we've seen over in India. Obviously, everyone did their best to ensure the IPL went as far as it could. And who knows, we may or may not see it be played at the end of the year. Off the bench, Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams back after this. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. One game down, eight to go. Paul Hayes will be a weather and sport forecast for Elgas. Call Elgas 131-161. Your tips, Paul Hayes will be. Let's get through and we'll start with the Gold Coast Suns taking on the St Kilda Football Club, your team. Now, I'm going to go for your team this time around because I love you, but I think uh, they finally might have found the right mix. And I think last week he just took the shackles off the coach. He said, boys, go and have fun. Take the game on. And they got the desired result. Brad Hill, he's pretty critical to them, isn't he? When he plays well, they certainly win. When he plays bad, he certainly cops it from all corners. But I'm going to go with the Saints. He looked great at halfback, didn't he, Brad Hill? Uh, They certainly were too good for the Hawks. Unfortunately, Hayes, I'd love to say they're going to beat the Gold Coast on the Gold Coast. I'm tipping the Suns. Is that right? Well, what about the Giants? They're taking on the Bombers. The Bombers have been pretty brave. But the Giants, you just sense, are getting back to their best foot. And it's been a good turnaround from their coach, Leon Cameron, because I thought he was in trouble, that he'd lost the group. But he's found a way. New captain, Toby Green, has been sensational. And up forward, it is really good to see Jesse Hogan back to his best. He spoke throughout the week, but he still reckons he's got a long way to go. That concerns me. Jesse, you've gone there. You should have your attitude right. And and because your attitude has been better, you're seeing the results. Get it 100% spot on. And, mate, you can dominate this competition once again. If he thinks he's got a long way to go, how good can he be, Hayes? Mm. I mean, last week he kicked, I think, four goals. So he did. Imagine how good GWS's forward line can be if they can get a full-functioning Jesse Hogan at 100% mentally, physically. He'd be so important to their structure, given they've already got plenty of stars in the midfield and down back. Spot on, Jimmy. GWS for both of us. Then we go to North Melbourne taking on the Collingwood Football Club. The battle for the first pick at this particular stage of the year. I think Collingwood, more class for me. North Melbourne have been brave. And I didn't like what the coach said throughout the week. He said, 
We're not even trying to win. We're not even focused on winning. Come on. Come on, coach. You've got to at least say in these games you're trying to win because they're winnable. But for me, Collingwood. Give the fans some hope. Hayes, I'm going for North Melbourne. Melbourne and the Sydney Swans. We know they don't have three coaches. Does that play a part, Jimmy? No Don Pike, Jared McVeigh, Dean Cox. Or are they overrated, the assistant coaches? We're going to find out. I think Melbourne continue on their winning ways. I'm going to pick Melbourne, Hayes. Righto. Port Adelaide and the Adelaide Crows. Rory Sloan is back for the Adelaide Crows. Port Adelaide, very, very disappointing last Mm -hmm. week. But they'll find a way, I believe, in the showdown. She'll be too good. And she'll be winning by a margin this one because I think the cliff has started to appear in front of the Adelaide Crows. Who are you going? Better to have losses at this time of the year, Hayes. I think I'm going to go Port Adelaide quite comfortably. On Sunday, it's two of our teams. The Hawks taking on the West Coast Eagles. You know what? I'm actually tipping the Hawks in this one until I see them better on the road. And we know they've got a lot of big injuries to their name. The West Coast Eagles, I think after the belting they copped against your mob last week, they'll be hungry. They'll be fired up. They've got some good ins themselves, the Hawks. So it's the Hawks for me. They're missing a few, the Eagles. But as you said, Hayes, they need to find some road form. I'm going to pick the Eagles. Well, we, the Western Bulldogs taking on Carlton. I think the Bulldogs will bounce back. Disappointing last week. Big test for them against the Tigers. Found wanting. Carlton, not good enough to beat the top teams. Good enough to be around the bottom of the eight, nine, ten, those sort of positions. Had they have kicked a bit better, there was a good stat throughout the week that Carlton are one of those sides, if they had a, had a few things go right with their goal kicking, they could be further up the ladder. But the Bulldogs? It'll be closer than a lot of people think, but the Bulldogs for me too, Hayes. And the Fremantle Dockers, they switched their game up. Was that the right thing to do? Home ground advantage is now gone to Brisbane. They'll rotate their games. They would have been allowed to have a crowd, would you believe, at the end of all that, but they would have been wearing masks. I think it was the right call made by Fremantle because there was uncertainty. And had it gone the other way and we had at least one case here in Perth, we would have been going back to zero crowds. And the Dockers can't afford that, but unfortunately, they're going to sell their soul to the Brisbane Lions and say, here you go. Have a win. I think Brisbane are going to win this game and win it comfortably, unfortunately. The injury toll just keeps building up at Fremantle. Hugh McGluggage, he's a star there. But look for Fremantle to be improved because they were pretty disappointing in the midfield. Fife and Co will at least turn up this week. Get $80 in LPG account credits. Call Elgas, 131-161. One down. I hope plenty more to go. Paul Hayes will be off the bench for another week. We'll see you next weekend. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.